This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, David Graham is a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame. He's a multiple major champion. His victory at the U.S. Open at Marion came, I'm sorry, David, 39 years ago. It is a, I'm sorry. It's a pleasure to welcome David Graham back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, my friend? Uh, good morning, John. I'm just fine. Thank you. We're, we're finally getting some cool weather here in Texas. We've been over 100 degrees for about a month, so it's finally cooling down so I can get to play some golf. Speaking of playing, well, let me ask you this. We have not spoken on the show since before the pandemic hit. How have you been? Right. You didn't get sick? Nobody got sick? No, we, uh, my wife and I have been uh, following all the instructions. Uh, we've, we uh, did the uh, stay inside for, I think, about three weeks here uh, with just a, a quick trip to the grocery store now and then. We wear our mask. Uh, the country club that I'm a member at is uh, practicing very safe distancing and being very cautious with only one person on a cart, et cetera, and special distancing at lunch and stuff like that. And the members are all adhering to the rules, which is good. So, so far, so good. We haven't had too many cases in, in Dallas. Well, you saw, you saw Jack got sick, but then again, Jack has to have everything. <laughs> well, I, he got sick. I don't know. Did he have to quarantine for 14 days? Yeah, I think. I don't think he had any symptoms, but I think he and Barbara both yeah. got sick. Um, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Speaking of golf, okay. so so weren't the were the courses shut down in Texas for the most part? Uh, yes, for about uh, about a month there was no golf. Okay. And and then they opened it up with restrictions. Uh, they opened up golf, but uh, no clubhouse, no food service, uh, walking only, no carts, uh, and then. Um, they loosened it up a little bit to go to carts, and then they allowed uh, one person per cart to play mm-hmm. in a maximum of four people, and you, you know you couldn't touch the flagpole. There was no rakes on the golf course for the bunkers, etc. So, uh, no hand towels on the carts and stuff. Um, yeah, and we had uh, we had some of the caddies cleaning down the, the carts and spraying them all and stuff like that. So it was. They did an excellent job. You had to go to a certain station to get your cart and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was about uh, about a month of it being shut down, well, completely I'm, shut down. I'm glad, it, opened up. I'm glad it's better now. I'm glad you're getting out and playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to have you on to talk about the U.S. Open, which is coming up next week. Now, David, it's, right. it's easy for me to say this now, but it always seemed to me that you had the game – and you had the temperament required to win a U.S. Open. Did and 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 before you won, yeah, the, the record's kind of sketchy in the U.S. Open. Did you feel like you had the game right. and the temperament to win that tournament? Well, I think um, after winning the PGA in '79, obviously, uh, you know, uh, winning winning one major was certainly a step in the right direction to winning two majors. Um, I had I was a good driver of the ball. Um, I was a good long iron player. Uh, not a great putter, sporadic putter, but um, yeah. And I I got a nice little boost at Marion because I played on uh, Wednesday with Gary Player, and uh, he had 
been very nice to me over so many years. And he walked. We walked off the 18th green. He said, "Man, he said you're playing really well." He said, "You're going to do well this week." And that was kind of a nice little start to the week. And then I think any major, if you get off to a good start and you get into the tournament and you get on the leaderboard quickly, I think that makes a huge difference. And that's what happened with me. And I I love that golf course. That golf course, I think, suited my game. And if you look at players like Curtis Strange, very straight, and it's ironic that you ask that question because, you know, I think the, the, the best U.S. Open player would most likely be like Hale Irwin, who was just a great iron player, great driver, good putter, finished up winning three times. You got like Curtis Strange, had the the game that fitted the U.S. Open, and obviously Jack, uh, and and so forth. But there are a lot of players that I think played like me that never won the Masters, but were m- much more suited to win a U.S. Open. We're talking with David Graham here on the Augusta Golf Show. All right, but with the exception of Curtis, maybe, David, everybody that you mentioned to me seemed seemed like the kind of golfer that kept their emotions in check and i w- i know you got to play well but it also seems to me you got to you got to be kind of even tempered well i think that's where um i learned a lot of, of playing with with jack because he was such a strategic player jack never hit driver when he practiced for 3 days hitting a one iron off the tee he never Never changed his game plan um, unless it was Sunday and he was a little bit far back and needed to shoot a, a low score. But Jack always always played the golf course to to, to his skill, and I think a U.S. Open uh, is a nerve wracking experience because there's so much rough and they get the green so fast, and the the clubs like Oakmont and Wingfoot they don't want low scores, so. They set it up extremely difficult. So you you can't just always attack. Or, of course, that's the old way now. you got Dustin Johnson. He just mm. attacks and wins by 20 strokes, for goodness <laughs> sakes. It's a different game. But, but I don't know that people remember. You talked about sticking to your game plan. I think people, when they think back to your open victory, may think that you led going into the round and that you just kind of maintained being steady. But you came from behind but stuck to your plan, right? Yes, I did stick to my plan. And um, where I, on holes like uh, uh, seven and eight, which were short little holes, I hit iron off the tee, as did most of the players. Um, Twelve, I hit three wood off the tee. Uh, Sixteen, I laid up off the tee, because if you hit it in the rough, you couldn't get it across the valley. So you had to play strategic golf on that golf course, because it... You were far better off 170 yards from the green on the fairway than you were 120 yards in the in the rough because the greens were small and very firm, so you couldn't really stop the ball out of the rough. Through, through the years, how often have you been back to Marion? Uh, I've been back uh, about uh, three. I went back for their 100 year. Uh, I went back for the U.S. Open in 13 when Justin Rose won uh, and spent most of my time reminiscing sitting on the front patio. <laughs> but but did uh, you ever go nice. back did uh, you ever go back and play? Uh no, I have not gone. I I think I went back and played once. Uh, and then I was there not long ago for the Bobby Jones 
celebration. I was the guest speaker, and um, uh, it was a black tie dinner, which was very nice. But I, I think I've made my last trip there. Mm. Um, today, winning a U.S. Open, winning a major is career changing. Uh, you were, as you mentioned, you were a major champion when when you won the U.S. Open. Did but did winning that U.S. Open kind of change the trajectory of your career? Oh, I think it did. I think the one thing that changed was getting a ten year exemption after winning the PGA, and then getting five years into you know the Masters and the British Open and everything. And and once I got a ten year exemption, uh, it just made my life so much easier because I had still, you know, flown all over the world to play golf, back to Australia every year, twice a year, over to Japan and played international golf. Um, but then when I got my exemption, I, I could settle down more and concentrate on, on playing more on the U.S. tour. So I think from that standpoint, it simplified my life. Uh, the U.S. Open Obviously, uh, being the first Australian ever to do that uh, and getting the notoriety of, of being a U.S. Open champion certainly helped my career. Where's the trophy? My house. Prominently displayed? Uh, no, right now it's... Uh, no, I don't... I, I put most of my stuff away. I, I uh, My wife doesn't like to clean it, which I don't blame her. She's been <laughs> cleaning it for a lot of years. <laughs> And it comes in a beautiful case. So uh, my son has his eye on it, but I've told him he's going to have to wait a few years for well, that. Yeah. No, I still have. <laughs> I've still got it. Uh, yeah. How funny is and that? I've got the, yeah, I've got the Hall of Fame trophy on the mantle. And um, other than that, I really don't display uh, any of my stuff anymore. It's funny. 1981, as you're holding up that trophy, winning the U.S. Open, there's going to come a time when you're just going to be tired of cleaning that trophy. <laughs> well, when I get tired of it, I'll find, I'll yeah. find a more permanent place for it. I've, <laughs> I've done quite well with some of my, my stuff I gave. The archives at Marion, my bullseye putter, yep. and then um, I gave them my U.S. Open set of irons, which they beautifully displayed in the in the dining room above the fireplace. And uh, Oakland Hills was really nice. They made several of us uh, honorary members at a beautiful dinner that they put on for us. Uh, and I decided that I the PGA irons that I used when I won there, I had those put in a shadow box and gave them to Marion. And Jim Nance actually was the guy that got me started on that. I was, he asked me just off the cuff one day, he said, where's that bullseye putter of yours? And I said, oh, it's at home. It's in my umbrella stand with a, uh, and he said, well, why don't you do something good with it and send it to Marion where it'll, it'll be safe. I said, well, that's a good idea. So I sent it up there to John Capers. Well, good for hello friends. That's a, that yeah. was, that was, that was nice of him. And um, then I gave some I gave some stuff to the Hall of Fame. Then I gave some sure. stuff to the Australian Hall of Fame and stuff. So it's all in 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 places where it'll be safe. Well, yeah, and you don't have to clean it. Well, that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> David, uh, th- I thank you for saying yes for when I when I asked you to do this and and talk about the U.S. Open. It's still one of my favorite golf memories. Uh, thank you for saying yes, David, and and stay well, and we will talk again. Well, thank you, John. God bless. Take care.